We're never going to get over this day. The families are never going to get over this day. It's almost one year since one of the deadliest school shootings in U.S. history. How Uvalde is preparing for that day. Temperatures much warmer than they were this time yesterday. Coming up, when rain and thunderstorms are most likely this week. And conservative groups want some answers about House Speaker Dade Phelan, the video that has them all concerned. We can't even imagine the pain that the families are feeling. One year, and we realize you still don't have the answers that you need, and it's frustrating to all of us. It is a difficult and somber week for parents and community members in Uvalde. Tonight, they are asking anyone from out of town to just stay away this week while they continue to mourn. Wednesday will mark one year since a gunman entered Robb Elementary School and committed the unimaginable, killing 19 innocent children and two beloved teachers. We start with this painful time in Uvalde tonight. Thanks for being with us. I'm Britt Moreno. I'm Daniel Marin. The city is asking the media and people from around the world to honor the lives lost from afar. In a new Everybody that was there that day has to be held accountable, whether it be the school police department, the Uvalde police department, every agency that was there. And in, in, in my, this is my opinion. It's, a, it's been a bunch of BS that we've been to here and we're still waiting for answers that we are. Just like gun control, we need to have a conversation. And we need to have a conversation that sits down. You know, and we need to look at changing the law. And we need to do stronger background checks. But we have elected officials up there on both sides of the party that say, my way or the highway. And we need to reach a point that we can sit in a room and have a conversation. And we're taking a close look at how the progress your lawmakers have made to prevent another tragedy like the massacre in Uvalde. In the years since, state leaders have said school safety is a top priority. But with just one week to go in this legislative session, the fate of that legislation is still uncertain. House Bill 3 is a key part of the legislature's response to Uvalde. It makes sweeping changes to security standards. But as our Ryan Chandler reports, Texas schools still have concerns it may not go far enough. In West Austin's Eames ISD, safety is top of mind. Every day we work hard to protect our students because if we can't keep them safe, then we're not providing an adequate learning environment for them. Superintendent Jeff Arnett worries, though, what kind of financial burden the coming upgrades could mean for his community. I don't think that there is sufficient money in the proposed legislation that we've seen. That's a very expensive endeavor, but it should be. The Texas Senate took steps last week to make that endeavor less expensive. The House's school safety bill would spend nearly $1.3 billion for districts to enhance security. The Senate's version, just about $328 million. The House also increased the per-student security funding tenfold to $100. The Senate set it to $10, only 28 cents more than the current allotment. The Senate substitute also removes the requirement for armed security on every campus. I would ask the legislature to really look at the real costs of, of this bill, because certainly those costs are going to have to be paid, uh, passed on to the taxpayers. In Maynard ISD, the challenges are even greater. A $10 allotment in HB3 would give Dr. Sormani's district just $90,000. For example, just putting the fence around Maynard High School uh, could potentially cost up to $500,000 alone. And that's just one campus, uh, exactly. And so we have a significant cost. Lawmakers pitched a more robust approach early in the session. We owe it to the memory of those children and teachers to make sensible, meaningful change. Here's what Speaker Phelan tells us now. 
I am confident that the two chambers of this legislature will find common ground on some of these much-needed proposals and send them to the governor's desk in the coming days. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. El Paso Democrat Joe Moody co-authored the school safety legislation and he tells us, quote, students, parents and teachers are all betting their lives on our commitment to school safety being more than political lip service without the money for the security we've been talking about. That's all the Senate proposal is. Now, the House can either accept the Senate's amendments or enter into a conference committee to reconcile the differences. It really is a lot to iron out in the next seven days. And going in depth on this, just two days before the one-year anniversary of the Uvalde mass shooting, a bill to close Texas's controversial dead suspect loophole passed the Senate today and is one step closer to becoming law. The loophole to Texas's public records law has been used to block records in cases that don't, don't go through the court process, like when a suspect dies during an arrest. It's also being used to block records in the Uvalde incident that could shed light on the police response. Part of the reason we're doing this is for transparency, for one, for the family's sake and the others who were closely involved with that. And the other is so that people can take a hard look at this. And the bill was amended to prevent police personnel records from being released. Those changes now have to be approved by the House before going to the governor. The trial of an Austin police officer accused of murder in a 2020 deadly shooting started today with jury selection, but an error led to the dismissal of the jury pool. Christopher Taylor is accused of shooting and killing Michael Ramos during a confrontation with police in a South Austin apartment complex parking lot. Ken Irvin, one of Taylor's attorneys, told KXAN the doors to the courtroom were locked while the state was conducting jury selection this morning. That's not allowed. The judge was unaware this had happened. Irvin said if the error was discovered after the fact, any trial decisions, including conviction, would be reversed. He said there was no point in not dismissing the jury today. Opening statements are still expected to begin Wednesday for this trial. Well, some conservative groups are demanding answers about Texas House Speaker Dade Phelan. They are specifically calling attention to some video of him on the House floor from over the weekend that's been circulating on social media. Mr. Campbell, send that amendment. The amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? The chair has none. The amendment is adopted. The chair recognizes Mr. Mr. Johnson of Harris, Mr. Johnson of Harris, to speak in opposition to the bill. Now, this video came at the end of a 14-hour day for the House. For some context, here is how the speaker sounded at the beginning of the day. The question occurs on final passage of SB 1445. This is record about the clerk reading the bill. Shemis Thompson of Harris voting aye. Mr. Goldman voting aye. Now, we did reach out to the Speaker's office to ask for an explanation for the difference. They simply told us no comment. The man accused of murdering four Idaho college students pled not guilty today. Brian Koberger is charged with four counts of first-degree murder and one count of burglary for the deaths of four University of Idaho students. A grand jury officially indicted him on those charges last week. Court documents say his DNA was found on a knife sheath at the home where the students were found dead. According to a team of reporters there in the courtroom, a judge read the charges out today in front of the victim's families. The state has 60 days to decide whether to seek the death penalty. Now now the indictment is still sealed, but once it's available, it could provide new evidence and a possible motive. 
First Warning Weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, hope you enjoy your weekend Sunday. What a treat. We had that cool, rainy, cloudy day with high temperatures of only 74. That's now a thing of the past, but it could be warmer this time of the year. 84 degrees right now in Buda under partly cloudy skies at the Rock and Dirt Yard Cam. The Sun Sierra is having some problems right now. The National Weather Service having trouble at Camp Mabry. Austin, though, I assure you, also in the 80s. It's 84 up in Georgetown, 86 down south in San Marcos. The radar is clear and dry under those partly cloudy skies for now, but that may not last through the night for some of us. Coming up, I'll show you where it may rain tonight, then daily rain chances when the rain peaks. Also Memorial Day weekend, typically a stormy one around here, how this one is shaping up to look. All right, David, thank you very much. Well, 10 days remain until the nation defaults on its debts. The latest in the debt ceiling negotiations. And a bill banning diversity, equity, and inclusion programs on campuses in Texas is one step closer to becoming law. What it could mean for university employees if the governor signs it. Well, coming up in just a few minutes, Lester Holt takes NBC Nightly News on the road to Fort Myers Beach, Florida, days before the official start of hurricane season and eight months after Ian struck. Lester looks into claims insurance companies are shortchanging homeowners, families like the Cliffords who had just bought their dream home. They showed Lester how it is now stripped bare, unfit to live in. The company filed an insurance claim days after Hurricane Ian, but didn't receive enough money to cover most of the repairs. Lisa, where does that leave you? Um, an insurance payment that's not enough to, to cover what you need repaired. Um, are you in limbo? I'm just kind of floating day to day and kind of just keep reiterating to myself that there's got to be light at the end of the tunnel. And coming up at 530, Lester shares what homeowners should know. President Biden and Speaker Kevin McCarthy met today to try to find a compromise to keep the country from defaulting on its bills. Over the weekend, negotiations over the debt limit stalled. Then they restarted, but with the deadline only days away, it's crunch time now to try to find a solution. Or else everyday Americans, from the military to senior citizens, could start missing out on checks. While at the G7 summit in Japan, Mr. Biden insisted the U.S. will not default on its loans or bend to all Republican demands. Republicans want to roll back overall spending to pre-pandemic levels and extend Trump-era tax cuts that could add more than $3 trillion to the deficit. Even once a deal is reached, it has to get through the full House and Senate. Well, unfortunately, drought continues in the soil in the Hill Country, but we got word today from the Texas Water Development Board that we have now seen seven straight weeks of overall drought improvement across the state, something we could not get for a while. The lakes still need a lot more water, but Travis is up another inch today, 1.2 feet of rise in the past two weeks. Your first warning forecast with some rain returning coming up. Diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives and policies on college and university campuses across Texas could soon be banned. The House approved a bill just this afternoon that could have really a wide-ranging impact. And our Jayla Washington is joining us live in studio now to talk all about this. So what exactly will this look like for higher education moving forward? And guys, we're, we're talking about uh, Senate Bill 17, and it makes it so that universities can't have or maintain diversity, equity, and inclusion offices. So that means no employees of any sort who there will be no employees who focus on this. So now the question is, how will this impact those jobs and even campuses that have worked really hard on being more inclusive for years? 
This was the moment over the weekend that moved Texas closer to banning DEI initiatives on college campuses. There been 83 hours and 16 days. And that was despite pushback from some Democrats who feel it'll do more harm than good. This legislation unravels the investment that this legislature has made to public colleges over generations. Diversity is not a threat. DEI is not a mandate. The department itself simply offers the opportunity for people in this state to have a better understanding of the institution saying that we are inclusive. You are welcome. Republican State Rep John Kimple created the bill. It bans consideration of a person's race, gender, or sexual orientation in the hiring process. It also prevents someone from not getting a job because of their beliefs. And the bill does away with DEI offices altogether. So what does that mean for DEI employees' jobs? As a result of the implementations of this legislation, is offered reassignment to a position of similar pay at the institution. Some UTDI employees who may be affected did weigh in on potential impacts before the bill passed. There could be a chilling effect. There could be um, potential um, issues with recruiting students. How much are we looking at potentially losing in terms of grant dollars? Within the context of engineering, about 80% of the grants we submit require some activity to broaden participation and bringing um, people from historic excluded communities. The bill does require the Texas Higher Education Coordinating Board to study the impact of it yearly. Why on earth would we fund a pro-DEI study of our universities when we're trying to get rid of DEI? We want to judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Now, again, this bill does require an annual study on how it impacts universities and for the board to make recommendations. That was an amendment added after hearing concerns raised by opponents of the bill. All right, Jayla, thank you so much. And going in depth on this, the NAACP has issued a travel advisory for Florida, warning that the state is, quote, openly hostile toward African-Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ individuals. The civil rights organization said the advisory is in direct response to Governor Ron DeSantis, whose administration blocked an AP African American Studies course from being offered in Florida high schools. The NAACP called it an aggressive attempt to, quote, erase black history and to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. The advisory noted that DeSantis has also signed, quote, various controversial anti-civil rights measures into law. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, 519 on your Monday and things are very pleasant out there after some nice light rain falling yesterday. The sky is sunny, but look how things have really greened up here at the Ewald Kubota Cam in Georgetown. Traffic moving along well, at least up here, 84 degrees there on I-35. The pollen count is crowded. We have a multitude of things floating around, but nothing is high, nothing is very high. Mold is most problematic after that damp day yesterday. Grass, hickory, oak, etc., all staying in low concentration concentrations. Pretty calm weather here locally with lots of sunshine early this evening. Here's the pattern this week. We've got a summer-like ridge of high pressure, not quite as hot as summer-like, of course, setting up just to our west. 
with this ridge not only to our west right now, but on the future weather model staying to our west, this is actually going to mean a daily and nightly chance of rain here locally. Even if this were on top of us, it would mean hot and dry weather. On the eastern periphery, we get little disturbances coming down in this northerly flow aloft. This can bring down some periodic showers and storms, and it will this week, especially on Wednesday. Let me show you some brand new model runs just coming in here at 5 p.m. Dry weather with sunshine through the early evening. Tonight comes our first chance of rain, but it's only out in the northern hill country. Notice after about midnight, a little dying complex of showers and storms probably just brings some light rain to the northern hill country, then dies out before it's able to bring any rain to the metro counties at 2, 3 a.m. So not much happens from that first round tonight. Hot, sunny weather again tomorrow. Temperatures peaking over 90 for many. But tomorrow evening, a stronger round of storms, a little more successful at coming into our area. In the western hill country, this starts a little earlier, maybe 8 or 9 p.m. tomorrow. After that, they could be more successful in making it to Austin by midnight tomorrow night. Notice, though, they will be dying out as they do so, and there's no real uh, significant risk of severe weather or flash flooding, even in the hill country from these tomorrow night. Okay, let's recharge and have round three on Wednesday. Not only another disturbance coming in a little earlier in the day, but all these leftover boundaries from a couple days and nights of this, this could mean that the showers and storms start to spark up earlier in the afternoon. Here's the new forecast radar at 2.30 p.m. Wednesday with some heavy rain possibly right here in the metro. A little line complex of showers and storms affects more of us Wednesday afternoon and early evening. Then it fizzles out Wednesday night, but that is not the end of it. Drier days, but still a chance of rain on Thursday and Friday. When you add all this up, including some scattered rain on Memorial Day weekend, many of us, especially from Austin westward, enjoying a one-half to one-and-a-half inches of rain, the heaviest totals in the hill country, where, as I showed you, we get more of these rounds, which start there tonight. Okay, tonight, just a 10% chance of rain northwest of Austin, 80, uh, 66 degrees rather, not 86, with a little fog by morning. Tomorrow afternoon, it is hotter, kind of seasonable heat, 91 degrees with a light southeast wind. There's your 20% chance of storms late tomorrow evening. Rain chances peak this week at 50%, keeping highs on Wednesday down in the mid-80s. Just a slight chance of rain late this week into much of the holiday weekend, but on Memorial Day, rain chances go up to 40%, and it looks like our chance of rain and cooler than normal weather may actually persist in our 8 to 14 day outlook through the beginning of June. A different kind of rocket used for a trip to Mars. Why NASA wants to switch to nuclear energy. The race to Mars may be going nuclear. NASA plans for the rocket to take the first person to Mars to be powered by nuclear energy. The announcement comes a day after the successful flight of private rocket to launch the, to the International Space Station. Now, the reason for turning to nuclear, well, it's all about travel time. Currently, it would take astronauts two to three years to make a round trip to the Red Planet. Nuclear could cut that down by a third. NASA plans on test firing their new rocket sometime within the next couple of years. A trip on that rocket is still a ways away as it wants to put a man on moon first again before trying for Mars. Well, Britt and I want to say a big thank you to the American Heart Association. So they invited us to be their MCs for the Heart of Austin Heart Ball this past weekend in downtown. And we really had a great time out there. We also want to extend a heartfelt to thank friends, you to our community, our, our friends, and our neighbors who were there and donated to this wonderful cause that works to ensure everyone can access quality health care. Heart disease is the number one killer in the United States. So we were all really trying to make a difference. And our community did. Together we raised... 
Daniel, I don't even know if you know this yet. Together we raised $800,000. Very, very nice. Very great night. Thank you, Austin, for your generosity. It was a blast being out there. Thanks, everyone who donated. And I'm sure you can always donate on the website, too. There you go. All right, well, tonight on KXAN, it's The Voice at 7 o'clock. Tune in to cheer on a local Central Texan who is one of the finalists. Noiva is from Hutto and is competing for the crown on Team Blake. And then it's that much, that's my jam, I should say, at 9 o'clock before KXAN News at 10. You can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin, and here's where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.